Right. Welcome to the Fantasy Freaking Football Podcast. Fantasy Freaking Football Podcast. Episode episode two. We got uh, Julian right here. Who else? We got Brandon and JJ Dynamite. All right. This week's topics are going to be off-season moves. What's going on? How are people bouncing back from injury, new faces and new places? How does that affect your fantasy team? We're going to start off with two superstars of yesteryear looking for new homes. Are we going to see Todd Gurley and or Le'Veon Bell end up anywhere? James, give me your thoughts. So here's my thoughts. I I feel as if um, Gurley, probably not. I don't know that anybody's going to take a chance on his degenerative hips, but Le'Veon, I think Le'Veon still has one or two good years left in him. Um, and I, I also think if you put him with somebody like a Derrick Henry to, to give Derrick Henry a blow, uh, maybe use him out of the backfield, he's still got hands. I just think he was in an awkward system in New York. And I think if given the right system, I think Le'Veon's still got a couple of years left. What do you think? Brandon, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I actually I, I don't know. I'm I'm actually higher on on Todd Gurley than I am on on Le'Veon. I feel like Le'Veon Hot take. um was was a was a lot more suited for um the Pittsburgh offense. And and there's oh, yeah. not many offenses that are operating like the Pittsburgh offense. So I, I really think there are a lot of teams that can that can use Gurley's uh services, in my opinion. You got, you know, Chicago, you got Buffalo, you got even Detroit. I, I mean, with as many backs as they have, like they have a nice back rotation to where there's there's some team in the league that can definitely benefit from from um Todd Gurley's services. I feel like clearly over Le'Veon Bell because I don't I don't I don't necessarily at this particular point see Le'Veon as a bell cow. I think they both can can like you know spell and give some kind of support to to a to a starting back. But I, I would if I had to pick a back fantasy value wise, I would definitely take Todd Gurley over Le'Veon Bell. All right, I would disagree with with that Brandon simply because I don't see us seeing Todd Gurley in a dominant role this season. I just don't see it, but uh, Le'Veon is looking good. And he showed in KC last year, he still got it. He had these opportunities. I thought that the Jets offense is consistently bad. I think he had good opportunities there. Uh, KC, he was there in a, it was, or he already had, uh, the, the rookie sensation there last year. He came in halfway through the season. I don't think he really knew the system. Yeah. So that was a tough uh, position to be in. But I 100% can see him still being a bell cow, uh, like James saying, for, for a good two years. I think he's got two good years uh, at least but, on I mean, him. Yeah, I, I think mean, he got a bad rep. I think he got a bad rep for uh, from his time in New York. And, you know. Yeah, the whole holding out for the contract any, and stuff. Yeah, any anybody's going to in that uh, – <laughs> defunct organization go ahead b no i i was gonna say i still feel like todd Gurley got a bad rap man like i mean he like when healthy i still feel like todd Gurley is a is a is a back that you can ride with as a as a at least a flex option but i feel He's like got no hips i feel like i mean and 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 i mean that's the key word though james if healthy so what, what yeah, i'm saying so is if, if, if todd Gurley is healthy 
right? I feel like the, the Atlanta offense was still just atrocious last year, man, with the Julio Jones injuries. Like, I mean, they were rotary injuries that off that, that was just a bad team period. So Todd Gurley truly didn't get to show his running back value in Atlanta because they were always trailing in games. They were always playing from behind. Like, I mean, that, that offense, I mean, B that Diddy. offense and B that team Diddy. was just bad. Hey, B Diddy. Todd Gurley and healthy is an oxymoron. Yeah, so so saying <laughs> if Todd Gurley's healthy, I feel like that's saying, well, if Peyton Manning can be twenty years younger, you should draft him this year. Uh, I the the guy's just he's not there anymore physically. Now, if he were, he's an RB one. If he were healthy, he's he's an RB one in almost any system, unless he's in a committee. His, of course, his best yeah, so, year, his best years are gone, and they're and, and they're buried, man. And not his not his fault. Same with Darius so, Geis could have been something huge, but injuries, okay, but man. but but in, I mean, but in the same token, so I mean, you you guys are saying if healthy, there there is still a possibility that Todd Gurley can be healthy. Like it's, I mean, injuries happen. It's it's until a part of the game. Gets hit, so until so it gets basically, hit. What, so I mean, so basically, what you're saying is Todd Gurley is 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 low risk, high reward. Based on what you guys are saying right now. No, that's uh, not what I'm saying. I'm saying he's high risk, low reward. Or no, because I mean, risk, he's no going to sign for a very minimal contract. It's not going to be anything big based upon his production in Atlanta and his injury history. So some team's going to sign him for, for a couple <laughs> bottle caps and some shoestrings. Like that's what they're going to sign him for. So you're going to be able to get a guy that you guys just admitted, if healthy, he will be a perennial back. I don't like comparing him to Darius Geis, though, because I would take Geis over Gurley in, um, in a second. In a second. Uh, I, I disagree. I would take Gurley over Geis. I don't think Geis plays. Uh, do, do you guys think Geis ends up on a team this year? No, no. He's, he's no. younger. He's younger. He's got more time is all I'm saying. I've, I feel like with the whole scam, like, like, I mean, it's all PR for, for Geis, you know, with everything that took place in LSU. I don't, I don't think we see him on a roster. I, I don't think uh, Geis ever plays another down. No. I I'd still rather have him than Gurley. <laughs> I'm well, I'm glad you're in my league have, and you fill up roster spots with like that, James. Yeah, James. I would I would <laughs> rather have an Adrian Peterson in his prime over over, over Todd Gurley. Okay, cool. <laughs> okay. All right. So, All right. So you brought up Julio Jones, and I don't think we skirt around that subject uh too much longer. I mean, I think that's the hottest thing going on in the NFL right now. What's gonna happen tomorrow? Uh, they already have a first round draft pick offer. So, uh, Julian, where do you think he ends up? I would love to see him in Tennessee, him and A.J. Brown, although both of their fantasy values would go down. Yes. Uh, A.J. Brown, looking into a little bit more, he's definitely got got top five potential. Um, but I, I I don't see him as a top five wide receiver if Julio comes in there. So, I want to be great for the team and for the system, not good for their fantasy value. But I don't see that happening anyway. Yeah, I I one thousand percent agree. On top of like Tennessee wants to be a run dominant offense, so if you're in the market for a wide receiver during the fantasy time period, the last thing that you want to do is 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 depend heavily upon a wide receiver. So basically, you're going to risk a lot of draft capital taking him, taking Julio at at a high value, and immediately going into an offense that you know wants to dominate the line of scrimmage. They want to run the ball. That's what they want to do. Play defense and run the ball. That's what they have there. So broad, so broader scope. So broader scope. We need he needs to go to some some place that's ready to win this year, maybe and, next year, right? Yes. Yeah, so, so to answer answer your question, James, where I could realistically see Julio end up is Baltimore. I mean from a fantasy value, I feel like that would be even worse. Oh, oh I'm 
I'm not speaking fantasy value. I, I'm oh, saying where do I think he'll end up? Win. I think he could end up in. Oh. I think he can absolutely end up in Baltimore, and I don't know that that takes away from his value. I, I think he still. I think right now, if he were to stay with Atlanta, he's low end, oh, wide receiver one, high end wide receiver two range. Great. And I think he stays around there if he were to go to Baltimore. I, I mean, we're, I think a better chance to win. Yeah. Better I think, I think from a football sense, it makes sense because Julio is a physical, is, well, is yeah, a physical and, wide receiver that, that's going to thrive in that system. Of course. Well the, well, the the question of where he's going to end up is based yes. on football sense. They're not going to, yes. they're not in the front office. They're not taking fantasy into value. Yeah. So, so, uh, so unless, so, unless there's a, there's a, a, a gambling ring. <laughs> that's so what I'm saying is, so, so what I'm saying is since, since this is the fantasy football podcast, what we're talking about okay. is value his, his fantasy football value. Fair enough. Because, because basically based upon his name alone, Julio is going to acquire at least a second round draft grade. Somebody's going to take him second, maybe early third. So I wouldn't risk taking a wide receiver that's going to be heavily involved on a, on a, on a run heavy team and from, from a fantasy standpoint. Thank you. And, and all so, you fantasy so, so, players listening to this podcast, don't so, take him second round. So <laughs> to ref- yes, so, exactly. Do not. That's, but, but, but what I'm saying is based off of his name and his history, people are going to be reaching and taking him. You know, as so, well as I so know. To rephrase, rephrase the question then, where do, could you see him possibly ending up that he would have second round value if anyone okay so or, or if maybe and, third and, round and i'll go value. and i'll go third and i'll go third in this conversation because i'm going to segue into the next topic so okay. i think that um you, you know where i think the best put fit for for uh julio jones is that? i think it's green bay that's exactly where i, I know your say. wife would that's- love that i know your wife would love that julian but Here's why. Gold pack, gold. Green Bay, yeah. <laughs> Green Bay needs to do something special to change Aaron Rodgers' mind, right? Yes. And if you bring in Julio, still right now, still right now, top five receiver in the league, and put him with Devontae Adams. Oh yeah, he's a top five receiver in the league. Yes. I don't give a shit what you say. Easily. Yeah. He, so so you put him with Devontae Adams. You got Aaron Jones in the backfield. Um, I think that entices the MVP to come back there. Um, although I think it's going to be difficult and we'll get into that. But I think in my opinion, if I look at all 31 teams in the league, I think that is the best fit for Julio and the best fit for the squad. Yeah, I can, I would, I can 100% see that. I would, I would also throw out a dark horse and say the Seattle Seahawks. I love Russell, man. I, I love Russell. And, and if you add another perennial weapon on the outside, because Tyler Luckett is a good slot guy, but but I feel like if you paired you, you paired Metcalf with Julio in that offense, man, if you want him to really cook, you want Russ to really cook, <laughs> exactly, yeah, exactly, yes. You yeah, have a B taking uh, you t- you have a B taking Russ Wilson in round one and shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's okay. All right, so uh, let's get into some bouncing off injury topics. Hold on, hold on. Oh, hold on, don't we can't skip past the AA Ron. Uh, uh, the we can't skip the room. past the AA Ron. The elephant in the room. So, 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 so here's the deal. What, what do you guys think? Who do you think is holding the cards right now? Who do you think's got their finger over the big red? The button? guy you just said, AA so, a- Ron. Yeah, AA Ron, who is who. Who, if he decides to sit for the for the year, right? You got who's that kid that backup they drafted? Love, 
I'm going to get into that a little later too. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so see, we got, yeah, that, that was got, Brandon's thing. He wants to talk about. Okay. My bad. No, but, no, you're but, good. You're good. So we can still talk. We can still talk yeah. about it, but the reality is, so he sits, what is he forfeit? 15 and a half, 15 and a half million. Is that really holding the cards? No. I mean, I think, I think the pack holds the cards really. And I think the pack can do something that would entice him to come back. And the reality is the best fit for Aaron Rodgers right now isn't a West coast team. It's the pack. Yeah. So, so, oh, yeah. so, yeah, so I, since we're discussing fantasy value in a sense right now, let's just say, fantasy hypothetically, let, yeah, let, let, let's, let, let's just talk hypothetically right now. Right. Going into the season, let's just say our drafts are next week and Rodgers is deciding that he's going to hold out and, and holdouts happen all the time. So you don't really know whether somebody's going to actually hold out or not. What are you going to be one of the people to take Aaron Rodgers and stash him in hopes that he plays or just stay away from all together? And that's a tough question. You, you, you say well, taking well him, but taking him where? Well, round. No, that, but, but what I'm saying is e- even if you decide Aaron Rodgers had to say, I'm going to hold out, right? Do you still take him in like the, you know, the, the last round, second to the last round when you're picking your oh, kicker, right? Uh, and, I, and I, I, I wouldn't because he wouldn't be available second to last round. Somebody else take him <laughs> right before that. No doubt. I, I mean, really think so. if, wow. if, if you, if you get to round 11 in a 15 round draft, somebody's taking them. I, I, w- I would take them at that point. My, my, my whole starting lineup is, and now I'm, I'm building my bench. Yeah. I'll take them. Yeah. I, uh, I'll I, take a round right in the pot all day. And, and see for me, like I personally wouldn't just because I, I don't see Aaron Rodgers playing for the Green Bay Packers anymore. That's my hot take for today. So all right, I, with, I, don't, with that, I don't either. I don't either be. I don't need to be so so so, so that's what I'm saying. Like, and the I draft absolutely is do. Too deep. I 100 percent think that that he sticks around. When you're when you should see, I believe I personally believe that he's not going to play another snap. So I'm not going to waste a draft pick on him. Whether it's the 15th round, I'm not going to waste a draft pick on Aaron Rodgers. Because so, in my so, heart, I don't feel like he's going to play another down. So if you go into your draft, if you go into your draft believing that, and you've got Devontae Adams end of round two, you're going to let him slide. You're not going to take him. He, he, then you see him uh, round four. Dante so Adams you, still available. So what, so what do you think about love? P, you want to talk about it? Let's talk about it. Oh, wait, wait let's get to that next. Get to uh, let's get get to that next. You have Devonte Adams end of the third round. You're not going to take him. But but see, for me, any any situation that, that that has a shaky QB dynamic, like for me personally, that's how I operate. I work off of the known, not the unknown. It's too much. It would be too much unknown flowing for me to even take a risk or flyer on Devonte Adams. I, I think after the fifth or sixth rounds. I take Devonte Adams, Adams. My eleven-year-old daughter was thrown to him. Okay. Again, and I mean and that's what, hey, if, if you guys ever get lucky enough to get, have James in your league, go for it. Yes, I'm telling <laughs> put, you right put now. Put money on the line. All I'm, because, saying, all I'm because, saying is this: because I'm telling you right now, play nobody who can't throw the ball, and as long as they throw it up, he's coming down with it. But my point is, there, there, there are very few select wide receivers in the history of the NFL that, no matter who the quarterback is, still succeed. First one comes to mind is, is is Hopkins. Easy day, right? Like, but there's not many of those guys. A lot of the successful wide receivers have thrived off of successful quarterbacks. So, so, so I do don't feel like Devontae about, Adams is is that. What do you think about love? What do you think about love? Let's right, go. Bring, bring it up. Bring it up, Brandon. Let's 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 got? talk about let's talk about love because you know what? It's, 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 it, the it's all you, it's all you need too, right? Yeah. So 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 basically, my all segment and what I wanted to <laughs> my. My segment, as far as love, I wanted to do a a over under segment, and I wanted to throw out a couple couple starting quarterbacks. 
so we're gonna put the mark at nine and a half games, right? Um, and I'll just say, you know, we'll talk about you know Jordan Love as well because he's he's a quarterback. Obviously, that's in, that's in, in a huge thing to decide whether he's gonna start. Because personally, I don't think so. So, so I'm kind of like pitching you an idea of who I'm gonna take, you know, over nine and a half. So I don't think Aaron Rodgers is gonna play again. But I'm gonna ask you guys, over under. What which quarterbacks do you think are going to start the most games um, at nine and a half? So we're going to go over under. The first quarterback is going to be Jordan Love. Under. Put him at zero. Under. You put him at under. zero. Wow. Under. Uh, so so you put him at under. So 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 you're so James. So you can't you can't. So you're back watching. <laughs> you just told me that you didn't <laughs> think that Aaron Rodgers was going to play another down, but 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 you're still putting Jordan Love yeah. under. Yeah. So who's, who's going to start? Over who Jordan do you Love? got in your head starting games for Green Bay? Yeah, you're right. I did go. I did that. <laughs> I say that. Did I say that. All right. If you guys get the opportunity to be in the league with James, definitely go for it. I was like, I was like, I was like, James, you're killing me, baby. You're killing me. You're killing me. No, no, I, if I you really, get to have James I, I in your league, make sure it's a big money. Hey, league. listen. I think I think there's a better chance. I think there's a better chance of uh, of Aaron uh, coming back than Jordan Love starting out in half game. So under. Hmm. Okay. I mean, like once again, that 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 Jordan Love dynamic is i feel like it's very important to discuss because i mean we don't really know how well he's developing we don't really know what they see because last year Dude, he just he just he wasn't even good enough to the make the, the backup you know what i mean he was a third string quarterback last year so so we don't know how well he actually progressed in the offseason or, or whatever the case so he he wasn't even good enough you know good enough to beat out the backup last year m v p Yes, and that MVP is going to be somewhere else. All right, up Peyton Manning so, or Tom Brady. So, so we uh, we okay. Who else you got? Who else you got? Over under. Okay, who, so we got so we got? got over under over under nine and a half. We got Mac Jones under. under under. And hey, B, as much as I talk shit about you last week, talking smack about Cam under. I'm yeah. I'm gonna. I go just on. saw them. I just saw them both at practice or at o, um, OTAs, and. Did you see Max standing next to Cam, dude? <laughs> like, like just, just sheer stature alone, you can't start Mac Jones, dude. Like, look, he looks like a turd. Uh, not, dude, seriously, no, but, he's, dude, he's, dude. If if Bill Bel and Bill Belichick will not succumb to media pressure, I don't care what both of you say, he won't. So you, anyone listening, can and put the stamp on that. He will not succumb to media pressure, and if even if Cam throws three picks in one game. He's still going to start the night. I am definitely going to go the under because my my breakout player of the year was definitely Cam Newton in our first segment. Yeah. So I, I'm going to ride I, that to the wolves fall. Off. I I remember you said that, and I put the over under over the nine and a half for Cam, meaning it can't be so I can't have it both ways. I I think Cam Agreed. unless unless he gets a crazy COVID again, he is going to start the majority of the season. Was and he I, was he on your list? B was Cam on your that? list? Who Cam? No. No, oh, I just okay. want to talk about okay. Mac Jones. I mean, I already figured that Cam was going to start the whole season based upon me expecting that. So I, I went because I've been hearing rumblings as far as uh, Mac Jones possibly starting, which I don't think. So I, I just wanted to see what you guys thought about it. No, I don't think God, so. No. Yeah. So, God, so no. the, so the next quarterback I'm going to go with Trey Lance. So obviously the highly drafted rookie out of, out of North Dakota state came in, they took him third. Jimmy G's coming back off the big injury. So I, I still think Jimmy G is the starter. So I'm going to go under nine and a half. What do you guys think? So, so oh, Jimmy G, Jimmy G was somebody v I wanted to, I wanted to get into. R. No doubt. 
they are talking about him starting in, in San Fran. He will start in San Fran. Who? I'd put money on he starts game one. Who? Okay, so so let's just you saying Trey Lance or Jimmy G? Trey Lance. Okay. I, put, so, I said over. The question was okay. not an over nine and a half. I, I, Trey Lance starts all 17 games this year. Wow. Wow. Over the vet. Yes, sir. I uh I yes, have sir. I have Jimmy G starting week one, and we'll see what happens from there. I have I'm taking the under on this though, uh Brandon. Taking the under, I think Jimmy G starts over nine and a half games, meaning Trey Lance. And Trey Lance may finish the season out. I'm not okay. sure. But I okay, think Trey Lance so let's just Jimmy's say the guy. Let's let's just say Julian, since, since you say you're taking the under for Trey Lance, let's just say hypothetically, um Jimmy G goes out the first three or four games and plays poorly. 49ers are 0-4. What are they gonna do at that point? Are they gonna stick with Jimmy G or are they gonna bring in Trey? Probably gonna end up going 0 5, sticking with Jimmy G. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. All right. My last quarterback, and I'll wrap it up and I'll let you guys take the other segment. Trevor Lawrence. Oh, 17 games. Oh, you, you yeah. think 17? Yeah. yeah. You don't think barring any injuries, you don't think barring any crazy, you know. If he gets um, hurt, of course. I mean, anything I predict. Anything I say, anything anybody it's says so. about the if injury comes into play, then obviously well, you can't predict yeah. injury. You just can't okay. unless somebody's yeah. injury prone. So like when like you a ask Todd these Gurley. questions now, if you put yeah, if you put if, if it's Todd Gurley over under, I'm going negative under. <laughs> so like it like like yeah. it, so so but the Trevor Lawrence is not only the anticipated starter. He they use the number one draft pick on him, same as Baker in Cleveland. You know what I mean? Like, you don't draft a quarterback one overall and not plan on starting him. You just don't do that. So, yeah, but, uh, I feel like, feel like that's a, a bad comparison because Baker didn't start week one. No. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. And then, what an idiot. What an idiot. Justin Herbert got drafted pretty high, too. And if it wasn't for the, um, acupuncture person not damaging Tyra Taylor Longs by puncturing it we probably wouldn't see the Justin Herbert that we saw last year either because Tyrod Taylor would probably still be playing. That's fair. So let's, uh, let's segue into, we're, we're talking Trevor Lawrence, uh, but there's a, there's a new QB in town. I, I just, can we take, take a moment so I can do one of these? Cause yeah. it's back, baby. Yeah. The Tebow is back. Tebow time, baby. And we must yeah. discuss this yeah. because what is his fantasy value? Because I, I assure you, he will show up as a tight end and a QB. So talk about the ultimate flex play. Oh, Taysom Hill, baby. Taysom Hill. So ready for this? Ready for this? He's not close to the player that Taysom Hill is. So let's not talk about that. No comparison to him. Just stop. Number one. Number two, he is a waiver wire player. And I'll be honest with you guys. I'm taking bets that he don't even make the roster. So... Ooh. Oh, an Urban Meyer squad? 100%. So here, here's, my, here's, my thought. Now, here's my thought on T Tim Tebow real quick, and then you guys can talk amongst yourselves. Urban Meyer loves Tim Tebow, like literally loves facts. him. They might be boyfriends. So at the end of the Not day, he, he realizes what he could bring to a locker room, right? And that's why he's there. At the end facts. of the day, at the end of the day, Tim Tebow is a master motivator. And it's not because he intends to do that. It's just because of who he is, right? Hard work, dedication. And um, he's not good enough to make the roster, to be honest with you. 
Um, he may make it, but I doubt he does. But if it, even if he doesn't, he still stays within the organization in some capacity. But that's all I got for Tim Tebow. He has zero fantasy value. And if you draft him, I'd like to be in your league. Fantasy, I feel like fantasy value, I 100% agree, zero. But from a football aspect, I'm going to take a page out of the great Bill Belichick's um, um, playbook here. So just to kind of give you a different perspective of how I'm viewing it. So I feel like, you know, with practicing throughout the week, preparation, all right, it's tight every week. So let's just say Urban Meyer has no intentions on using Tim Tebow as a quarterback, right? Or tight end, or let's just say he puts together a package once a game. That's still going to take preparation from another team to actually focus on something of offense because teams are not going to come into an NFL game and not be prepared for everything, right? So let's just say you decide, hey, Urban Meyer is going to give Tim Tebow a goal line snap where he's going to do some silly little jump pass. A team is going to have to take reps away to actually think about that and practice against that. That's how the NFL works. Whatever kind of edge, what whatever kind of advantage you can get against a team, that's how you're going to use. So I think something like that, them playing Tebow in that kind of role, like even if they don't even plan on using him, just having the team to take away from preparation time, that's, that's a big enough reason for him to just stay on the roster every single week so teams actually have to game plan for that. Okay. So um, I don't want to beat the dead horse. I essentially agree with everything Brandon said. Uh, fantasy value, not much, if any. Uh, I'm not somebody I put on the roster, but in the culture and just to get in the mind of, of the opposing defense, thinking, man, he may get some rushes in the red zone if they're on the three or the four uh, and from quarterback direct snaps to him. I, I think that gets in the mind of defensive coordinators. There's something they have to prepare for. Therefore, I, I can see him making the value, especially with him being Urban's boy and how much they love him in Florida, Jacksonville to be specific. So, yeah, because, because as an NFL team, what you don't want to do is be the person that got got by a gimmick play. Like every defensive coordinator hates to be got by a gimmick play. And so they're going to make your, your sure that's on the line if, you do, if you're doing yes, that. Yes, exactly. That yes. All right. So, so let's, let's do a little, uh, let's do a little coming off injury talk and then we'll round it out with new faces and new places. No, I got one. I got one before that. So we're going to okay. talk. All right, let, let's do the injury talk. Let's start off. Some, uh, not many people are talking about. How about Joey B? Joe Burrow coming off a major knee surgery saying should be ready for week one. Do we, we saw a lot of glimpses from this guy looking good. And now he's got Jamar Chase down there reuniting with him. Do we think he's going to bounce back and be just as good, better, worse? What are our thoughts? And what's his value? So I had him. I had him pitted against Dak, both coming off injury. But I think uh, I think Joe Ohio brings way more value to fantasy just based on who he's throwing to and and the team that he's on. Um, and I know you guys are going, ah, oh, the team that he's on. Cincinnati, they're trash. They're straight trash. Dude, the Cowboys are straight trash. Okay, what you say? They're trash. Um, I do think that they both do have a, a common superstar, young receiver. Um, and I do think Amari Cooper is better than Tyler Boyd. <laughs> Julian? I, I'd have to agree with that. <laughs> but, uh, but, but Dak doesn't like uh, Amari Cooper. Believe me, I've had him on my fantasy team multiple times. He's always open and he never passes to him. So I think Joey Burrow, I think Joey Burrow is young enough to bounce back. And I think Joey Burrow has a better season than Dak. 
Um, and out of wow, well, are you talking fantasy? His better fantasy, hundred percent, hundred percent. I'd start. I'd start Joey Burrow over Dak Prescott every day, twice on Sunday. No, so so if you guys ever take, have the opportunity to get James in your fantasy league, I, yes. I think you should take it. Jump hey, on it. Hey, Jump on it. Hey, get when my nice name's on too. the Lombardi, when my name's on the Lombardi, I don't hear your shit, guys. When it was a ten-person hey, so, league, just but so <laughs> my stance on this, right? is first of all, we got the sophomore slump, which is one of the main reasons I think Justin Herbert is going to struggle. And Joe Burrow is definitely going to struggle this year. On top oh, really? of the fact, yes, on top of the fact. Freshman year. He had a full what? freshman year. You said he what? He had a full freshman year. Yes, I said the sophomore slump, James. Yeah, he had the a full slump freshman year. Thing, which He's is one of, freshman. Which is, freshman. which is one of the real reasons that I think Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow will struggle. That That's my take on it. But on top of the fact that one of – Cincinnati's Achilles heel was their offensive line and they, and they had a prime opportunity to take one of the premier offensive linemen in the draft and they chose to go receiver, which I think was a, was, was, was a bad draft play if you're trying to protect your franchise quarterback. So, so I feel like that was an awful move by the Cincinnati Bengals to address wide receiver whenever the wide receiver uh, class was a very deep class that they, that they could have addressed the wide receiver needs later, traded back up into the first, whatever. There, there were still some nice gems at wide receiver that they could have took. I think they went more too much with the flashy play, but we, we've always, we, we've already seen the greatest quarterback that we've probably seen play with Patrick Mahomes. All right. With, with, with uh, I'll wrap it up with, with, with Patrick Mahomes. And when we saw when his offensive line was no good, even the great Patrick Mahomes couldn't get it done. And I feel like the Cincinnati Bengals will regret not addressing the offensive line with premier offensive line talent when they had the opportunity in the, in the first round this year. Okay. Got a new offensive guard and a center. So yeah, but, uh, I, I think right. Joey, Joey B is going to have a good season. I, I'm a fan of his Ohio kid. Like him a lot. Definitely not going to have as good season as the next guy I want to get to coming off injury though. And while I say good season, uh, let me say, I don't think he, I think he's a high end quarterback too, which means daily he'll have some value, but not, not worth starting weekly in a, in in a typical 12 person league. And a guy that will be worth starting this season coming off injury, Dak Prescott. Yes. Dak, Dak, Dak will be, Dak will easily be a QB five or six. That's, I feel like that's his floor just because of how the, how, it's Jerry's land, man. They want to, they want to, they want to hurl the ball around because you know, with the decline of Zeke, Dak is definitely going to be a go-to starting quarterback. Yeah, I, I, I would say his floor is QB, QB nine is his floor, and his ceiling he's, is QB one. He's yeah. he, he's not he's even we're a not bona fide percent. He's ready for week one though. We're not one hundred percent yet. The, like, if they, a such thing as a QB one to no, to, ha- to go through I, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar. Dak, these are guys, they're yeah. going to finish as a, a QB1. We'll yeah. We'll see. And, 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 and the, that's the thing I feel like people confuse about the, the stats. Like, we're not talking about winning football games. Here. We're talking about fantasy points and racking up Correct. racking up fantasy points. That, that's why Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes are fantasy monsters. And I feel like Dak Prescott and Russell Wilson are in that pantheon of quarterbacks. Yes. Yep. Yeah, you did Russell too. Russell Wilson All right, real well. quick, guys, before we get into Julian's last topic, uh, who do you guys think are the top three receivers in the league? Real quick. Spit are we talking ball. fantasy value? Top three. Fantasy value. Eh, not even fantasy value. Just top three. Okay, so I got to go Tyreek. I I believe A.A. Ron is sticking around, so Devontae Adams. Okay. And then that third one, there are a lot, there, there are a lot of people that can go in this spot. Um, A.J. Brown showed that he can be 
that guy. Uh, but uh, I like me some some D Hop. I'm going with DeAndre. Uh, what do you think, B? What do you think, B? I, I I would I would definitely go. Um, d- depending on Julio Jones's situation, I would definitely go one Tyreek because he's he he can break it away any week and and, and get you a 25 spot. D Hop, woman, he may beat you in the belly. D Hop is is the most is the most proven commodity that we've seen in the NFL. The, the, the quarterback doesn't even matter, and he has a great quarterback in Arizona, by the way. And then we're gonna go three. I feel like depending on where Julio goes, I would still take Julio. Julio, if if healthy, is could easily be a wide receiver one on any given week, any given night. Cap, cap, not top three. However, you guys missed the kid coming off injury. He's he comes from our school, the. Ohio State University. Oh, you don't don't say can't guard Mike. Come on, man. you can't guard Mike. You Mr. can't Slant himself, guard though. Mike. You know what? Now let me let yeah. me talk about let me talk about him. Let me talk about him real quick. Got to throw him. He up. broke. Top he five. broke five year records. He broke five year records in his fourth year, and he's hurt, dude. He's hurt. He got hurt last year, but he's coming back. Yeah. So that's a segue into who I wanted to talk about. Who starts at quarterback in over under nine point five nine and a half games? Who starts in New Orleans? You see, and that's why I I put can't guard Mike down so low is because Drew Brees who is starts? gone. Drew okay, Brees. who starts? Who starts? Jameis. <laughs> yeah, famous Jameis they is got, gonna. They got Taysom starting right now. No, Taysom. Dude. They're gonna use Taysom how they did last year. So listen. Year. So so what, famous, did, what did Jameis, Jameis do his last year? What did Jameis? What is Jameis? What did Jabu do in his last year as starting quarterback? Uh, he, he, uh, they put out a 30 for 30, right? Yeah. Then he put out his own yeah, 30. What do you do? What do you do? 30, 30 touchdowns, do? 30 picks. I, I feel like Dude. he he had time to learn in himself, but overall, a better quarterback. James Wilson is miles ahead of Taysom Hill, dude. Let's not even be like joking. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah, so James, James Wilson is miles James ahead. James Wilson is still Taysom. pretty young, too. Yeah, so yeah exactly. He can, he can James, improve. Listen, and listen, I got like talent. He's this. just been a knucklehead. Hear this. James Winston led the league in passing yards is, is what he did the last year he started. He also led the league in interceptions. Do you want to know why? Because he never because wears his inaccuracy and his vision and his vision was terrible. Do you know after that season, before the Bucks cut him, he went to he got LASIK eye surgery. So now his vision is better than 2020. So real quick, rewind from last week, sleeper. Jameis Winston. Yes. Get off. Me. Yeah. I I, I could see that. Me. I mean, he, he's got the weapons. Can't guard Mike I, is the top five I wide mean, receiver. I mean, Kamara can catch Kamara, anything. What? Yeah. And I mean, I feel like I, I still feel like Jameis won't be drafted, but he will definitely be one of those players that somebody's gonna snag off the waiver wire. Week Absolutely. one's gonna happen. I, I take him before Everybody's Aaron gonna Rogers. overreact. Somebody's gonna snatch I him. Take him before Aaron Rodgers. <clears throat> see. Well, if, if once again, if you have the opportunity to get James in your league, get you off jump me. on it. You need to get him in there. Get off me. Hey, James, you need to drop your email so people can start at you to their league. Yeah. So, uh, I, I put Kankar Mike in, in top five wide receivers, absolutely. And any, any day, any day he can be the number one wide receiver. Uh, and James is thrown to him. James is going to be uh, checking down to Alvin Kamara. James is going to be throwing around. And James. And I think James. He he could be bounce back player of the year this year. And Very James possible. and James and Sean Payton both like to go downfield, man. I don't. I just think Mike 
can't guard Mike is a possession type of guy, man, to where that doesn't truly mesh with, with his identity as a player. That's why Drew Brees' arm was fizzled out, man. That's why they bring Taysom Hill in to throw a bomb every now and then because Drew Brees didn't have it. That's why I feel like he messed so much better with Michael Thomas than I feel All like right. Jameis is going to. Dude, before okay. Godwin went hey, we down. We got two minutes. Two minutes. We'll move to the final topic. Uh, the, the blockbuster trade. When you see two quarterbacks in new place, places, new faces, new places, Jared Goff with the Lions or Matt Stafford with the Rams. This is a no-brainer, man. Brandon, go. Easy no-brainer, Matt give me, 30, give me 30 seconds. Give me 30 seconds. On Matthew Stafford, and that is my 30 seconds. I yield my time. I'm going to give you the same amount of seconds. Matt Stafford, it ain't even close. Detroit is the worst organization. In the okay, NFL. so where, where is Stafford? In the, is, is Stafford a QB1? I'm going yes. to go on the limb and say QB... I'll do. I'll do top, top twelve. I'll, yeah, easily. Yeah. Yes. So, so, so QB one means top twelve, and that you you think yeah. he's, he's yes. Yeah. I disagree. I think neither one of them end up as QB one. If I have to pick one, I'm picking Stafford over. But there are way too many good options. I mean, Trevor Lawrence is I think going to finish a QB one, and you can't have everybody finish a QB one. So uh, I I do not believe in either of those situations. Stafford. I think he's kind of old, old and busted. Goff has a terrible team, and I, I I don't believe I just don't believe that anything they're doing there is going to help him. But right. I mean, you you still have a genius play caller in Sean McVay, so you can't discount that. I, I know. I think Stafford eats in LA, dude. Yeah, I, I think so too. I, 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 I just I disagree. I I think he's gonna put up decent numbers. I think, but he's gonna have a bunch of picks too. All right, give me t- give me ten seconds. Final thoughts, James. Go. Chris Godwin and Mike Evans were top three receivers in the league um, before Godwin went down. Jameis is a QB1. Okay, Brandon, go. My nice little tidbits sneaky pick here is watch out for Mr. Sammy Darnold down in Carolina. Watch out for that young man. I, I believe in what Carolina's doing. They're going to run the ball first and play defense, and I think Sam Darnold will definitely thrive in that offense. All right. My final thought is a new face in a new place. Marvin Jones with the Jaguars will finish as a wide receiver one. So, Worst take of the three. <laughs> Marvin Jones. All right. So, hey, there it is. Uh, t- tune in next week. We'll have our rookie rankings what we think all the rookies do and how they finish. This has been the Fantasy Freaking Football Podcast. Fantasy Freaking Football Podcast, yeah.